Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen and we are in for a slobber knocker today, folks. This is the final podcast before our week one preview. That is right. This will come out probably Monday. So you are listening to this on Monday. Do not expect another show until next Tuesday when me and Brad will be breaking down. This won't happen every week, but for week one, it does. The entirety of a week one slate. Every week one game, we will have some sort of take on. It will be a fun show. Please be sure to tune into that. Today, I have very special guests from the Rothpod podcast. Their names are Donovan Burns. He is here from New Jersey. Also here from New Jersey. It is Ryan Kearney. No, that's not, not true. Upstate New York. Good, good try. Good, good effort. Good Upstate effort. New York. It that's is better. Ryan Kearney. I've been told that my intro can be no longer than five minutes. I am one Bloody Mary deep. I have one vodka soda here. We are going to be loose and rolling this episode, and we are going to have a fun time. So that is my intro out of the way. Less than five minutes. Crazy how good that worked. Anyhow, from here You're on You're not out of the woods yet, Eric. Did you really think you were going to use the word slobber knocker and not have me comment something on it? Unbelievable. What what year is it? Did you just unironically use the word slobber knocker in a in a in a, in a podcast introduction? I mean, I, I commend your vocabulary, but but really, what is this? Are, are we in the? Fifth? There's no other way to describe what is about to happen. What does that even mean? It what means slobber it's knocker just mean? knock down, drag out with your ears for the next two and a half hours. All right, all right, hold on. I'm, I'm taking over here. Hi, you know, obviously, Ryan and I are here from the Roth pod. We're trying to make sure that Eric doesn't go absolutely ballistic for the next two hours. I hope everybody enjoys listening. Obviously, um, you know, I'd like to introduce Eric's co-host, Brad. Brad, how's it going? What's going on today? Uh, today's been a pretty good day. I, I, I mean, I've been kind of shaken by this whole slobber knocker incident. <laughs> I've, I'm trying to figure out what that means. I, I don't even think I'm familiar. Like, it feels like a word I might have heard before. Like I, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, are we, are we like, sl- is, is it like knocking us off our feet, and we're slobbering at the thought of it? Is the slobber knocking us off our feet? I'm just confused by the terminology here. Uh, the dictionary, dictionary says a violent physical confrontation. So I guess we're getting in the, like, we're getting wait, the, wait, this is getting okay. So we're this getting is getting potentially ring. violent. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting in the ring. It's UFC. Oh, um, I was not made aware of this. Yeah, beforehand. you know. Beforehand, Donovan. No, hold on, Eric, Eric, where did you come up with the word? Can we just like get, can we get a, if we're going to do this intro thing, like why did that, why was that the one you chose? It just seemed like fitting for today's very important podcast episode. Ryan's sitting here like, let's just get to the action. I <laughs> Are mean, you about to RK, like call us all like RK, we're, we're, we're here. This intro is now being dragged on by you. I haven't even we told right you here. about me. I haven't said a word. I haven't even told you about my day yet. Eric, please, please, we're all dying to know. Tell us about your day. My day's been good. I woke up, watched some <laughs> soccer, and uh, recorded a college football podcast. Got a little bit drunk, and now I'm doing this NFL playoff preview, which which should be, what, as I said before, a slobber knocker. Ryan, how are you very, doing? Very apparent. Yeah, that was that was well done, Eric. I mean, wow, I'm just I'm just smiling and in a dandy mood to be sitting here today with these great cast of football minds to chat about what the predictions we have for the 2022 NFL season will hold. I mean, I'm just jittering with anticipation. Yes, I can Ryan. see it on your face. We need to get there. 
Yeah. I love I love how I love how focused on the goal you are here, really keeping us in check. You're a good. I'm man. locked in. Uh, that that doesn't change ever. Yeah, I'm I'm locked in as well. I mean, I've had my Bloody Mary. I'm good. I'm focused. I'm ready to go. So here's the way this is going to work. We're going to start by talking about who we think will make the playoffs. Instead of each of us individually saying, here are the seven teams I think will make the playoffs. That would be boring and stupid and long and make this podcast go for three hours. And even I, who love podcasting more than just about anything else in this entire world, do not want to do a three-hour podcast. That sounds absolutely miserable on a second note i did start the three hour joe rogan podcast with aaron Rodgers. for the record never listened to joe rogan before in my life but i do want to listen to this aaron Rodgers interview will either of you be listening to the aaron Rodgers joe rogan interview maybe maybe i won't rule it out (laughs) certainly not certainly not you couldn't three hours is like a lot of time for me to do anything like i can barely sit and watch like a sporting event for three hours i'm not gonna sit there and listen to aaron Rodgers, you know spew about his his beliefs and joe rogan sit there and say wow that's so special thank you so i'm i'm just i'm all right you know thank you though imagine you're, you're literally promoting somebody else's podcast before you even started talking about your own podcast well, I mean, you can follow us on Twitter at EndZonePod. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric18Utah, at Eric Jensen Sport. These are all things that I, I say constantly. And I've realized at this point, this podcast is what this podcast is, guys. Like, and we're, we're, officially, you the five-minute five intro dream is dead. We just passed the threshold. Yeah. I was keeping track. We couldn't do it. Good job, Brad. Right. All right. So today's episode, playoff draft. What's going to happen is we are going to go around. It's going to go Brad, Eric, RK, Donnie. We are going to draft from most likely to least likely our playoff teams. Ryan is looking at me like I just said something extremely wrong. Yeah, you, you read the wrong order. I was I, mean, I, ch- I changed the order. It's fine. We're just going to go with it. All right, let's let's get into it, Eric. Come on. Okay, Brad, Eric, RK, Donnie. That, that's the way this is going to go. So ideally, if you if we pick a team earlier in this draft, that is a team we believe will make the playoffs. We are most confident about it. As we get later into the draft, not so much. We'll talk about each team. Four picks apiece. There are 14 playoff teams. That amounts to 12 playoff teams, total between all of us. So there will be two teams that we might not cover. We'll get to those in non-playoff team watchability draft, which we will do. <laughs> That that is a mouthful. Should have renamed that. We'll just call it the Game Pass draft, even though Game Pass is a trash product. We'll make MVP picks. We'll talk about coaches that might be, get fired. We'll talk about most disappointing teams. We'll do hot takes, and then we're out of here. And that and that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Now I'm settled in. Now I understand what's happening. Um, I think that this is going to be a great episode, and I thank you all so much for joining us. So RK, with that. I believe we kept this under 20 minutes. Are we ready to get into the football talk? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's get this thing underway. Brad, you with the first pick overall, who is a stone cold lock, the number one team that will make the playoffs this year? With the first overall pick in this draft, I'm going to pick a team that has made the playoffs for seven consecutive seasons. I'm going to pick a team with the best player in football under center. I'm going to pick a team that is, at worst, lost in the AFC Championship game in overtime for the past four seasons. 
I am picking mine, and and let's be real, all of ours, because it's the best team in football, the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't see a world in which this Chiefs team misses the playoffs, barring some significant injuries. Uh, And I know what you're thinking. Ah, the AFC West, it's crazy. Anything could happen. I don't think so, because the teams that you're counting on overthrowing the Chiefs here, the Chargers, are you joking? The Raiders, the Broncos, maybe. But I just, the Chiefs have been such a consistently excellent franchise for years I have not seen anything to suggest that that things will go differently. I mean, they've completely revamped their defense. George Karloftis looks like a star in the making, just absolutely shredding like third string backups out there. I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm so hyped. I, I can't contain it. I mean, Mahomes is going to explode this year, and I genuinely don't see a world in which an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and whatever offense they cook up along the way here in an average defense misses the playoffs. So that's my pick. I think that's a good pick, Bradford. You know, big concern, of course, is how the offense looks. You know, a lot of new pieces, no Tyreek Hill. You're relying a lot on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You're relying a lot on Sky Moore being something special. You're hoping Travis Kelsey doesn't take a turn downhill. He is, after all, 32 years old and playing the most physical position in all of football. RK, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? Am I too concerned about the receiving core? Do you think they'll just end up being fine? They add Juju Smith-Schuster as well. I just don't know. I I feel like they're, I'm not going to be a crazy person and say there's no way they make the playoffs, but I don't know if I'd take them first overall. I think there's some questionability just about what's happening with the offense this year. Yeah, I think there's fair reason for concern uh, for the reasons you outlined with their, you know, personnel situation as well as their division. But I still think they're very much a safe flock to make the playoffs. I think the question more so would apply if they would win the AFC West outright or not. I think even if they don't win the division, they still qualify as one of the wild card teams. So I really don't see a way in which Kansas City misses the playoffs entirely this year. Donnie, your thoughts on the Chiefs? I'm a big Chiefs fan. I would have picked them if they landed on my spot. So, like, I'm, I'm good with it. Like, I don't have any problems with it. Like he said, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. You know, Andy Reid, just a good man. You you look at him and you you want him to be successful. When you look at Andy Reid, you want to root for him. Obviously, RK Eagles fan, big Andy Reid guy. I I don't have any issue with it. You know, obviously, Eric with his with his Broncos bias has to come in and be a little bit uh a little bit. Oh, I don't think their offense is going to be very good. But you know, you either got it. Come on, it's the Chiefs, dude. I, I want Andy Reid to, to act as some sort of father figure to me. I, I just want him to I want him to give me a hug. I want to feel his his mustache nuzzled up against my face. Not not in a sexual way, but I I, I just I just want him to hug me and, and tell me everything is gonna be okay and then and then eat some barbecue with him. That's that's how I feel about him. I mean I I, I think with this offense, the thing that I've definitely noticed as a Chiefs fan over the past several years here, I, I think that Patrick Mahomes is often at his best when it's it's he's not force feeding you know because this is this is a guy that can make pretty much anything work right he is like the greatest improviser in football you know maybe not the best at just straight quarterback mechanics but in terms of improvising that's what he does and i i feel like when he has a lot of pretty good options i like that better than like one really great option you know because i think if at least one of those guys gets open almost every time he'll find them you know, and especially during the end of last year, uh, where the Chiefs offense really started to come on strong, it was really with those like, you know what, 
I don't need these big plays to be effective. I can keep taking these small things. And the second the defense is like, wow, they're shredding up on these small things. They let one big thing happen. It's game, right? He'll punish you for it. I, I just am very, very high on the Chiefs this year. I mean, I always am. And I can understand, like, a little bit concerned. There's probably other teams that may be a little bit more of a lock here, but it's kind of just become my personal philosophy. As long as Mahomes and Reed are in town, I'm never picking against them. Can I give a hot take on the Chiefs really quick? Just a very, uh, very hot take. I think there is a 30% chance this year that things don't go the way you guys think they'll go, and Patrick Mahomes ends up as below a top-five quarterback. I think there is a possibility this season he finishes as not a top-five quarterback. That's just something I believe. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. That's all I have to say to you. Next pick. All right. You guys are just sleeping on it. I mean, the guy was not great through a lot of the regular season last year. Really only showed up back to what we expected Patrick Mahomes to be in the playoffs. I'm just saying, like... Look at some of his performances down the stretch. And the other thing about his performance that, that that needs to be contextualized last year, I mean, he had straight up just better numbers than Josh Allen. It's just the way those numbers came together is how people remember it, right? It's like Rodgers had his bad game early on in the season. Brady had his bad game later on, and it cost him the MVP, right? It's what sticks in people's minds when they're really paying attention to this. And so this whole Mahomes sucks narrative just snowballed out of control. And yes, he was struggling, but also Tyreek Hill was just serving up interceptions. I can't even begin to tell you how many times that happened where it just, a ball would just bounce off a receiver's hands. Easy there. His, he played a much better than a lot of his numbers suggested in the early part of the season. And the later thing, the numbers started representing him. I mean, if you just looked at the stats straight up, there's almost no appreciable difference between him and some of these other quarterbacks that all of a sudden people are trying to, I mean, this, this nonsense that I've seen some people having Derek Carr like above him in like MVP picks and all this stuff. What are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? That's all I have to say, man. Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Like I, I'm sorry. It's just true. And I don't think it's that crazy to say that. And to suggest that we won't even view him as a top five quarterback. And you call me crazy for saying Jared Goff isn't terrible. Like, what's what's going on here, Eric? I don't understand. I'm just saying there's a 30% chance things don't go well for the Chiefs this year. I'll go with my pick now. Uh, The Buffalo Bills. I thought this was an easy 1-1. They are clearly the deepest team in football if you've watched preseason. Not a punter. I'll tell you that. Okay. I didn't really want to bring up, like, a really serious news story during this, but yes, their punter was uh, punished for doing unspeakable crimes. So yeah, can we just call it good and not bring up matter reason now? Or are we, are we okay with that guys? Like I, I, I really, thanks for bringing us down Bradford. I really wanted to keep this episode kind of light. <laughs> so we're good. We've acknowledged that Matariza did something unspeakable. Yeah, well, I, I mean, just actually a shout out to the Bills as sort of an organization, honestly. Like, obviously, it's a punter, but like the fact that they still did the right thing when, as an NFL fan, you're not really sure if they're going to. I, I appreciate that, like, especially in the light of all this Deshaun stuff. Like, shout out to the Bills as an organization. All right, cool. 
uh that that is very cool uh matariza like i'm not saying it's not important but that was just not the tone i wanted to take for this episode okay take it away with the bills so the bills restarting here they are just the deepest team in the nfl their backups have absolutely slobber knocked every team see word of the day back again every team they've played this preseason they add von miller as a pass rusher gabriel davis is getting unreal preseason hype They've got Stephon Diggs. They've got Devin Singletary. Singletary. They add Isaiah Cook as a weapon. They add Kair Elam as depth at cornerback. They literally have no weakness over this entire roster. It's the best roster in the entire NFL. And there is absolutely 0% chance, unless Josh Allen gets injured, that this team misses the playoffs. And even if Josh Allen got injured, I think Case Keenum could take this team to the playoffs. They are so so good i think the bills are the easy number two overall pick and honestly they should have gone number one overall that's just my thought super bowl contender bills that's 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 how i feel great you know really a a smart take from you know i I think that the super bowl like odds all in favorite at this point so i can't argue with that i'm gonna take buffalo next so Definitely. Buffalo is is the deepest team in the league. I agree with you, and I I do think they're maybe slightly better than the Chiefs. I just with the the thing with the Bills is whenever I see a team get so like just be like the easy slam dunk pick, and everybody's on the hype train or whatever, it makes me nervous. I don't know. It's just something I've noticed with the NFL a lot. Whenever everybody's like, oh, this team's winning the Super Bowl. I mean, there's no who's gonna who's gonna beat them. Whatever. That's when things go wrong. It's it's. I mean, I don't think the Bills will miss the playoffs at all. They're they're slam dunk the best team in their division. It is the deepest team in, in football. I mean, I I I don't know if you saw. I was circling on Twitter like the list of just their backups on defense alone, and it is better than several of the like starting defenses in the league, and definitely even in their division. Right? Like it's they're gonna make the playoffs. Solid pick, Eric. Cool. All right, RK, you are up now. Uh, who are you taking here? I am going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Uh, I definitely gave some consideration to going with the Rams, uh, of course, last year winning the Super Bowl. But I like Tampa Bay because I like the fact that Tom Brady is back. And I think that the NFC South is pretty weak overall. I don't think that Atlanta, Carolina, or New Orleans are, uh, you know, super upper echelon teams. I think New Orleans probably poses the most threat. Uh, to Tampa Bay in the NFC South uh, for the division. But I think it's pretty safe to bet on Tom Brady having success uh, coming back this year. So I think for those reasons, I like Tampa Bay to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's fair. Donnie, some thoughts on Tampa Bay? I mean, like, it's hard to – I used to be a big Tom Brady hater, but in his heyday, now that he's 82 years old, it's nice to, like, watch him and root for him a little bit. You know, you want to see an old man who's who's getting ready to uh, get on on Medicare or whatever. You know, he's he's, he's getting ready to retire and and move to to – Tahiti or whatever so yeah I don't know I don't have any issue with Tom Brady I don't have any issue with the Bucs obviously you know you got to think um maybe maybe there's some slight uh slight issue here and there like you know obviously coaching changes are, are a little bit of an issue Brady won't have Gronk to throw to anymore at, for now we'll, we'll see if that you know week 11 rolls around and Gronk comes back around after uh, his WWE appearance or whatever is going to happen there um yeah I don't know you can't really complain about a Tom Brady led team it seems like that's a pretty much pretty much a guarantee 
um, to be at least like a 10, 11, 12 win team. I think that's pretty fair. Bradford, how do you feel about Leonard Fournette going into this season? I I like Leonard Fournette. I mean, it, it, the fact that Tom Brady had like Leonard Fournette coming back is like kind of a sticking point of his own return kind of tells me exactly what to think of Leonard Fournette. If Tom Brady wants Leonard Fournette, I think Leonard Fournette is, is pretty good. You know, I, I, I really thought it was funny last year when, you know, Rogers was having his whole like all in the last dance and like his contribution adding to the team was Randall Cobb. Well, Tom Brady's bringing in like Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette. Fournette was huge for them in their playoff run, right? I mean, playoff Lenny. This is Leonard Fournette is, I think, maybe a little overrated by by some of the the NFL general public, but he's he's going to be a contributor in this offense, and I think we're going to see him be like, uh, I think we're going to see him like catching like a lot of short 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 passes from Brady. You know, be be turn him into more of like a a. a release valve kind of kind of running back rk do you have any cons- amount of concern over the box because the one thing on the box that i just worry about they have lost three-fifths of their starting offensive line this offseason they've literally lost three starting caliber players for the season and we saw in 2019 when that line broke down in new england how well things go for tom brady when he's not protected like i'm st- uh, and we'll get to this later because I just have a – that's kind of one of my hot takes for the year is I just – I have some questions about Tampa Bay going into the season. But are you concerned at all with the fact that you just, with your number one overall pick, took a team that probably doesn't have most of its starting offensive line healthy and that could be a really negative contributor to how Tom Brady plays this year, especially at 45 years old? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, Ryan Jensen's the biggest injury that they've had uh, at center, um, being that he's on injured reserve already. But I mean, I still am not too concerned. I think I gave a, a lot of uh, confidence in Tampa because of their defense. Uh, I think they've got, you know, a really athletic defense. I think they've got a lot of impact players like Antoine Winfield Jr., Carlton Davis in the secondary, Levante David, and Devin White at linebacker. Uh, you still keep around Shaq Barrett. Uh, and Vita Vea on your defensive line. So I think they've got depth all up and down that that defense, um, you know, can keep them in games themselves uh, rather than even, you know, relying on Brady to score, you know, 35, 40 points uh, every single game. So I still think they have enough there where I'm not too concerned, uh, especially given the fact that I don't think the NFC South among the uh, better divisions uh, in the NFL. Got it. Donnie, let's wrap up the first round here. You know, I think it's pretty safe to say that the Rams will be a playoff team. I don't think there's really any, uh, I, I don't have to say anything more than, you know, obviously um, they lost some guys, not really a surprise kind of how that works when you have what is, I think last year, probably a top two, top three talented roster just on paper in the league. Uh, and then they replaced a lot of guys with, you know, I'd like to say that Allen Robinson is going to be like the best receiver um, that he's ever been in his career. Uh, it should be the easiest position he's he's been in uh, to actually like, I don't even know what, what you say, like be successful, given the fact that uh, just, just for, for background information, I think I've drafted Allen Robinson the last four years in fantasy football, just hoping that the, it was the year. And I'm going to follow that philosophy again this year when I draft and I'm going to pick him again, thinking like this is the year. 
Um, it's the Rams. You have to be as long as Matt Stafford's healthy, which is, uh, I guess, a slight question mark because uh, I guess he's been dealing with with elbow issues for for quite a while now. Um, you have to think the Rams are going to be very competitive, uh, although you know a tough division, not as tough as we thought it was going to be last year. Uh, I think it's lightened up just a little bit. Um, I think the Rams are pretty much a lock to make the playoffs, whether or not it's going to be a a great you know stunning fourteen win season. Probably not, but it, you have to think they're probably at least two or three steps ahead of everybody else in their division at this point. So. All right. I would agree with you. I think the Rams are definitely a team that will make the playoffs this year. Allen Robinson. I also agree with you. I think he's going to have a huge year. Uh, Bradford. I kind of want your thoughts on, Rams defense they've got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey obviously they bring in Bobby Wagner but over the past few years they've done a really good job of drafting kind of late round guys and RK you can jump in on this too as kind of a draft guy they've done a really good job of drafting defensive contributors late in the draft do you think that will continue this year and do you think that that defense has a potential again to be one of the top five in the NFL it absolutely has the potential. I mean, a lot of people talk about the the Los Angeles Rams as like the like oh, fucked in picks team, right? Where you know they're trading away all these first round picks to bring in star players, and it's this is a bold strategy. You know, why don't more teams uh, employ that? Well, it's because in order for that to be effective, you have to be smart with your other picks, right? And and the Rams over the past few years have been an incredibly run organization in that regard. I mean, maybe some of their offensive picks have not been panning panning along the the quite the same way that they were hoping, you know, like I know Van Jefferson was a guy that they were very high on and, and he hasn't fully panned out yet, but defensively they've done a great job uh, replenishing the cupboard. And I think absolutely this team has a, has a chance to be top five in defense. And even if it's not, even if it's in that top 10 range, I don't think that's really going to matter too much because this is an exceptional offense at the same time. I mean, the Super Bowl champions falling to fourth overall, crazy i mean this is this is unprecedented basically this is this is wild i don't know i don't know how this happened i was really hoping they'd fall one more i i was shocked when the bucks were taken in front of them with all the bucks questions like the rams are just an incredibly solid team they play in a division that that could potentially have a couple of couple of flops uh with the seahawks and the uh, cardinals and even the niners right like I think I think in this draft, I think NFC teams definitely have a bit of an advantage capital-wise just because of how absolutely stacked uh, the AFC is. You're not going to go wrong picking the Rams, their defense, their offense, any of it for that matter. An exceptionally run organization. Yeah, I think uh, I think you brought up a lot of good points there, uh, Brad, in terms of, uh, you know, how well managed they are. Obviously, uh, Sean McVay and Les Snead are kind of that, you know, top standard right now for, uh, you know, GM and head coach. So um, I agree with uh, with everything you said there. You mentioned Van Jefferson on kind of like the player development side. Uh, you know, I think that was definitely a good example. But I even think with the Rams, they have done a nice job with some of their uh, defensive backs in terms of developing some of those guys like Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp. Uh, have kind of turned into some, you know, big impact starters for them. Um, you know, they, they of course go out and acquire Jalen 
Ramsey rather than, uh, you know, developing him. But I still think there's some other guys, uh, you know, on those defense on the defensive side with Rapp and Fuller that, uh, you know, they've done a nice job developing on, on that side as well. So um, yeah, definitely. I uh, think that the Rams uh, will find themselves uh, playing in the playoffs again. And uh, you know, they were, they were the team I had uh, next on my list as well there. Absolutely. Uh, Rams smart pick, Donnie, as always, you usually uh, have a good eye for, for making common sense moves in these sort of things. All right, Bradford, let's kick off round two. Okay, with my second pick. Now, this is where it gets tricky. I think we've gotten, like, a lot of the four big names out of the way. And maybe this is a little bit of a hot take. I definitely got flamed for this last episode I appeared on. But I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints. I think the New Orleans Saints. That's early. Maybe. But, I mean, I look at a lot of these AFC teams, and I, I don't trust them as much. Like, there's such little marg, like, I was kind of between the Saints and the Ravens here, but I'm going to go with the Saints, and here's why. I mean, number one, like, the Ravens, the the injury thing scares me a little bit. That's been a consistent issue they've been dealing with. Uh, It's already even started this season here. But uh, with the Saints, I believe the Saints have one of, if not the absolute best defense in football. Maybe Sean Payton not being there could definitely hurt them, but they're still going to be employing a very similar system or whatever. Like, that hasn't changed. And I, I'm a Jameis Winston believer. I thought Jameis Winston looked very good uh, in the limited games that he played last year, obviously suffering suffering the injury. I mean, not quite as good as maybe some of his box score stats would suggest, like that like five-touchdown game uh, the, the first week of the season where he had like 150 yards at the same time. I don't think we can be expecting something like that. But I, I, I definitely see the vision of a Saints team that's very stingy, not allowing very many points. Um, even with the loss of Marcus Williams, I, I, I still, I, I feel this defense is just absolutely exceptional. And, and I can, I can picture, uh, Jameis just dropping dimes and, and we got Olave in there and we got, uh, uh, Michael Thomas coming back and, and reclaiming some sort of his form. And I just, I look at the NFC and there's not very many teams that I feel like are good you know, compared to how many are in the AFC. And the Saints just read to me as just, this is just an exceptionally run organization. I believe in Jameis Winston. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach here, but I don't think it's even that crazy to suggest the New Orleans Saints could win this division. I mean, if the Buccaneers falter a little bit and both teams are around 10, 11 wins, Saints could have the tiebreaker. The Saints have absolutely wiped the floor with the Bucs the past two seasons. That's how I feel about the Saints. So I, I, I do as we get later here. If anyone vehemently disagrees, I, I, I don't know how each of you feel about these teams. So this is where the podcast gets a little bit more freeform. Just jump in if you disagree or, or anything like that. I, for one, wouldn't have taken the Saints this early, but I honestly agree. I think they are a playoff team in the NFC just because of the bottom of its week, and they have a good defense, and I think their offensive pieces are there. I think Chris Olave is going to have a huge rookie season. Um and I think Alvin Kamara is really going to bounce back this year. But do either of you disagree with this move? Uh, I'm not insanely high on the Saints, but I think they have a lot of potential um, given some of the, uh, you know, young ads they've had. I just think there may be just a little bit more uncertainty for me, uh, you know, given the changes in the coaching side and, um, you know, so I, I, I'm not necessarily the highest on the Saints personally, but I mean, I think that, you know, it, they still have a lot of talent that they can, uh, you know, kind of bank on and, you know, that could definitely help them out. 
Yeah, I would say it's probably like maybe questionable. I wouldn't say necessarily I'm I'm vehemently disagree with it, given the fact that I feel like as as Moses mentioned before, this is a team that is consistently good, even when they're having bad years, even when they look rough, they still end up coming out with wins. And you would have to think like uh, you, you talk about a healthy team. You don't talk about a team that's not healthy. Obviously, you're hoping that the Saints can stay healthy. Uh, if you can keep those pieces out there, like uh, Alvin Kamara, if he plays every game and is uh, consistently doing what he's been doing the last, like what feels like forever now, since he came in the league what, five years ago, he's been incredible. So I don't really have any questions there. I do think, you know, as mentioned before, the NFC is going to be pretty like, it's pretty dry in terms of like the, the the top end teams where I wouldn't have taken the saints as the next NFC team probably. Uh, however, like I'm not, I'm not shocked, I guess like this is a team that, and I'm, I'm big on Jameis too. You got to root for Jameis. Just, I mean the, the man, you know, it started off the career was not great early on, but like, I don't know. I feel like Jameis is the perfect guy to root for as like a reclamation project who could very well turn into a, at least a highly serviceable, if not like very respected NFL quarterback. So all right. With my second pick, I'll go with the pick that Brad just handed me. Uh, I mean, got to go Ravens here. Uh, I just have no doubt that the Ravens are making the playoffs this year. Um, And forget about the offense for a second. I think this might – I would say this is the best defense in the entire NFL. You've got Calais Campbell – up front, you've got Patrick Queen, who's really developed. Oda, Oda, I can't, I can never pronounce his first name. Odafe Owe, uh, was so good last year for them as a rookie, and I think he's going to make a huge second year jump. And then you, I mean, you look at the corners: Marcus Peter, Marlon Humphrey, two lockdown, shutdown corners. They've got Chuck Clark and Marcus Williams as their safeties. It's the best secondary in the NFL. This is a passing league. If you can stop the pass, you're going to win a lot of games. If you can keep the ball out of the opposing quarterback's hands, you're going to win a lot of games. Their running backs are back and basically fully healthy at this point. Lamar Jackson is back and fully healthy. Lamar Jackson is going to be playing for a contract. Like There's just no doubt in my mind that before – for the Ravens is 12 wins. They are just going to be an absolute juggernaut this year. I think there are a total lock to make the playoffs. I, I love the Ravens this year. And I know you can say, oh, well, what about their wide receiving core? I liked Rashad Bateman out of college. I think he can make a jump in year two. And Mark Andrews, man, he could have a very good season, not to mention Isaiah Likely, who should be a contributor for them this year. So, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of what the Ravens did this offseason. I think they were the offseason champions, and I really do think that they're going to make the playoffs this year pretty easily. So that's where I have the Ravens. Yeah, I like Baltimore as well. Uh, I just think they're really well coached with, uh, you know, John Harbaugh, and I like their draft uh, this year. Grabbing Hamilton and Linderbaum would just kind of be the other ads to everything Eric said. Uh, you know, I, I think they are uh, definitely in a good position, albeit in a tough AFC North division uh, to make the playoffs this year. Donnie, any Donnie, Brad, any thoughts on the Ravens before we move on here? I know they're kind of a chalk pick, but I just I do think they're going to. I think that they win that. I realized that the Bengals were a really good feel, uh, a really feel good story last year, but I think the Ravens win the AFC North this year. It's, I, I just don't think there's any question about that. I think that they're a better team overall than the Bengals, and I think that 
just their style and the coaching is going to lift them over the Bengals this year. Not, not, and we'll get to the Bengals later. I think the Bengals will have a very good season as well, but I think the Ravens are bad teams, uh, are, are bad division champion. I agree with you, Eric. I agree with everything you're saying. I, I even think the Ravens are a better team than the Saints. The reason I picked the Saints before them was purely just from a competition standpoint. Because, I mean, even in their division, you got to reckon with, I mean, not really the Browns. The Deshaun Watson suspension takes them out of contention in my eyes. But you got to deal with the Bengals who just went to the Super Bowl. You got to deal with the Steelers who will find some some godforsaken way to remain competitive. I know you're a big Kenny Pickett hater, but it, it'll, it'll happen. It's the Steelers. They always... They always find a way. So that's kind of what scares me with the Ravens a little bit, where it's like, once again, such a slim margin for error. But the Ravens, exceptional first-rate organization. They treat their players right. They treat their fans right. They got an excellent young quarterback. Uh, I think Lamar is going to have a big bounce-back year from last year. He was kind of underratedly pretty bad um, for a lot of last season. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. RK. Your round two pick. I will select the Green Bay Packers. Pretty easy choice for me here. Just thinking about the quarterback and defense they have. Seems logical enough to me to think that they'll be able to get in the playoffs in what I think is not among the better divisions in the NFL. I think that Detroit and Chicago are, you know, bottom tier teams. I think the Lions actually might give you a little bit more fight, but I still don't think they're very serious threats to the Packers. I think the Vikings pose a little bit more threat to the Packers, which seems to be a pretty typical event in that division, the NFC North. So I think that Green Bay will be able to get there because of having a great defense and a veteran quarterback in Rodgers. Yeah, Donnie, your your thoughts on the Packers this year? Obviously, big changes on the offense, Devontae Adams. Heads out, they're a team much like the Chiefs, but have a lot of questions at wide receiver. What, what do you think about their passing attack this year? I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers is known for throwing to morons uh, a large chunk of the time, even if, you know, obviously losing Devonta Adams is about as big of a loss as you could take, even bigger than Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill. I think that's a, that's a pretty fair statement to say, um, and given what they did to try to replace um, Devonta Adams, which was nothing for the most part. Um, yeah, the division is really bad. I think the Packers are pretty much, uh, they should, they should cruise to, I don't know. I think probably by week 14, we should be like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's pretty much wrapped up there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm definitely not big on the lions. I'm definitely not big on the bears and I'm definitely not big on the Vikings. So I, I think just by virtue, like this was the obvious pick at this point. Gotcha. Donnie, your pick, and uh, let's close out round two. All right, we're going with, unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're a lock to make the wild card if they're not Whoa, winning the division. That's I crazy. I don't think there's any question that the Dallas Cowboys will. Uh, first off, let's let's just talk about things. The division stinks, so they should get four, if not five, wins out of the division, as probably the Eagles will. Uh, you know, I'm sure RK will be will be glad to talk about the Eagles shortly here, but. I don't think there's any real question. Like you're, you're shocked at me saying the Dallas Cowboys, but not the new Orleans saints. Maybe like, that's the one that uh, you're more surprised by this. I don't think there's any real question that the Dallas Cowboys will, will uh, lay a, a metaphorical dump on the New York giants this year, probably twice. Uh, I would also say Washington, it's going to be, it's going to be two wins there. I don't think there's any question. And they'll split with the Eagles. And then at that point, you know, you've got one of the easier schedules in the league. Um, I, I don't anticipate them having much of an issue. Uh, I'm not big on Dak, you know, I've, I've told Eric this for the last 
how many years that I think Dak Prescott is, is not that great. However, the division, like with the Packers, a little bit less of, of that type of idea, given the fact that the Eagles exist. But I, I think there's no way that they would at least like they'll sneak in the wild card. I don't think there's any real question that they're good enough to be a 10 win team with what I would say is a guaranteed four to five wins in the division. This is where I have to jump in. It feels like we've totally switched roles over the past like four years of knowing each other, Donnie, because this is the lowest I've ever been on the Cowboys. I am convinced that the Cowboys are a seven win team this year. I really do think that they're a seven or eight win team. They're not going to win 10 games this year. Where Where is their offensive production coming from? For one, like Michael Gallup, like he, he's got a knee injury that he's working through. Ezekiel, you're telling me Ezekiel Elliott's going to become a bell cow and the offense is going to work. Like they've got Dak Prescott, CD lamb and Dalton Schultz. That's, that's who their attack is. And then their secondary has Trevon Diggs, a guy that I was very high on during the regular season. But during the offseason, I went on that terrible product game pass and I watched a lot of games and I saw that he was terrible in coverage. And I'm with RK now. He's not a very good cornerback. Micah Parsons is their only difference making defensive player. Like, what, what are we talking about? And this is a team with Mike McCarthy as their head coach. Like, there's... And this is, uh, RK, you can jump in here. I think this is totally disrespectful to the Eagles to think that the Cowboys are going to split with them. I think the Eagles are hands down the best team in this division, and they are going to mop the floor with the Cowboys this year. The the Cowboys, there is no way. And if you want to make an ice cream sandwich bet right here, Donnie, I feel like this is a good one to make. There's absolutely no chance the Dallas Cowboys make the playoffs this year. They are not a good football team. I'll definitely, I'll make that bet with you for sure. I'm down. Like, I'm good with that. That's a free ice cream sandwich in about like uh, 23 weeks. So, you know, I'm down. All right. So I'll I'll jump in and say a few words on the Cowboys. So, I do think they definitely have a drop off from last season. I think losing Amari Cooper is a big loss. And you mentioned that Gallup a little banged up. CeeDee Lamb also a little banged up. Both of them should be able to play once the regular season gets going. But they do have a big injury in Tyron Smith at left tackle. So that's obviously something to kind of keep an eye on into the season where I think Dallas is still good is they have quality players at important positions, most notably edge rusher. I think Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence is a best among the best edge rusher duo in the NFL. I also think the secondary is maybe not as bad as some other people think. I'm also not super high on Trevon Diggs, but I think in the secondary with Curse and Hooker as safety, at least gives you, you know, starting caliber players at those positions, not even like secondary and specifically uh, safeties is the most important position on your team. But I do think it's important. I think the offensive line is okay. Probably about average. I think that, you know, when healthy Gallup and lamb is, you know, above average in terms of that wide receiver, duo i think dalton schultz also adds a nice little element pollard and zeke is a good one to rb duo so they're going to be able to compete and win some games but i certainly don't think that they're going to be a lock for the playoffs uh by any means even in a division that's not very good donnie mentioned the giants i i think they're going to finish last in the division but i think that dallas will have uh you know their um you know work cut out for them a little bit with philadelphia and even washington in this division um you know before before they get into the playoffs so definitely not ruling it out but um you know i definitely didn't have dallas um you know next for uh for me at, at this spot so all right 
Bradford, let's move on to round three, unless you have something to say about the Cowboys. I know they are a very polarizing team every year. I agree with you that the Eagles are probably going to run away with this division. I I do think the Cowboys could very conceivably pop into a wild card. I wouldn't say they're a bad football team. I understand all your questions. The Amari Cooper trade looks increasingly disastrous uh, each passing day. Uh, I I think everything that's been said about the Cowboys has has been said. Uh, With my third pick, now this is where it gets kind of tough, but... Oh boy, maybe this is another one where I, I might get flamed a little bit, but I've spoken before on, on being high on this team. I am picking the it's tough. I'm gonna go with the Indianapolis Colts with my next pick. Okay. I know I was just praising the Eagles, but I'm gonna go with the Colts, and here's why. I'm a big Matt Ryan believer. The Colts were a great team last year. They haven't gotten that much significantly worse. I mean, they, they've lost a little bit of talent here, but I mean, this is still a cast of pro bowlers. And you know what they have lost? You know what they don't have? Uh, Carson Wentz as their quarterback. And I, I just feel like even just the relief of not having to deal with that joker is going gonna, is gonna to make things so much easier down there in Indy. I think they play in a weak, weak division. I'm not particularly high on the Titans uh, this year. Uh, and I think the Colts with a, with a pretty solid defense and, and a, a pretty solid performance from Matt Ryan should be almost a lot to win this division. I think like there, this is a, this is a Colts team that's going to win like 10 or more games. Um, and I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Michael Pittman jr. Believer. I, I mean, I, they have a great offensive line and this kind of the thing with Matt Ryan that a lot of people talk about him like, Oh, well, he's not good anymore. I mean, the, the man hasn't had a chance to make a throw in how many years. Like he's getting absolutely massacred. He's not the most mobile of uh, uh, quarterbacks. Colts are going to be great this year. Frank Reich is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I, I firmly believe that. I, I'm feeling the Colts. That's what I'm taking. Yeah, I, I think that's a smart pick. I, I don't have any arguments with the Colts. I, I feel very milk toast on the Colts in that I just – they'll make the playoffs and – their playoff game will be tight, but ultimately I don't see them getting past the divisional round, but I, I think they're a very talented team. Yeah. I, I like the Colts. Don't see anything wrong with that. Do either of you have anything to say about the Colts? Uh, no, not in particular. I think that, you know, that's a weak division and you can ride Jonathan Taylor uh, as far as you will take you really. So that's a big advantage to have, uh, you know, with the veteran quarterback you mentioned and Matt Ryan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they've got some playmakers on the defensive side too. So, um, yeah, I think that they most will compete with Tennessee for that division. Um, but even if not, they could be able to get themselves in a wild card spot by beating up on, you know, Houston and Jacksonville, if they can, uh, you know, win at least three of those four, I'd say. All right. I'm going to take it before RK takes it. I'm absolutely shocked. No one went Eagles. I think they are the two seed in the NFC. I think that they may be the best roster in the NFC, uh, I believe that their offensive weapons, aside from maybe Tampa, are unmatched and that they have an absolutely stacked defense. Uh, I'm really high on the Eagles this year. I know Jalen Hurts has questions, but I just believe that if you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, like you're going to figure it out. I think Jalen Hurts finishes the year as a top 10 quarterback. 
I think he's an absolute fantasy must draft this year. I'm super high on the Eagles. I hope RK is smiling from ear to ear right now because I'm I'm very high on your Eagles, RK. I think that they are an absolute lock to make the playoffs. I cannot believe they fell to the third round. It would have been totally disrespectful if they did not get picked in this draft. I think there's no chance they missed the playoffs this year. I love the Eagles. Yeah, I like them as well for a lot of the ads they had uh, this offseason, but I like that they got some veterans. Uh, you know, they were a young team last year that ended up making the playoffs uh, before losing in the first round to Tampa. But I think there was a lot to build on from last season. You know, one of the top rushing offenses in the NFL, but you add a guy like A.J. Brown that can improve your passing attack to give you a little bit more balance. And then on the defensive side, I think the big ads that I was excited about were first Hassan Reddick, on the defensive line and being able to line up opposite of Josh Sweat will bring a pretty solid edge rusher duo uh, for the Eagles this year. And then also in the secondary, some veterans in Jaquaski Tart and James Bradbury, I think should help out um, that side of the ball, which I thought secondary was the biggest concern for the Eagles a couple of months ago, but those ads I think will surefy things for them at least to start the season. So I think there's a lot to like with the Eagles uh, going into this year. And uh, yeah, they were, uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, right up there uh, next with, with teams I was uh, considering going with. So. I just want to mention real quick, he said they're going to finish second in the NFC and that's, that's not going to happen. There's, there's zero chance, Eric. I just want you to understand that the Eagles are probably a playoff team. I don't think there's any question there, um, but the second in, in the NFC is a little bit of a stretch for me, especially given the fact that I don't think we're guaranteed that Jalen Hurts is going to be like a legitimate quarterback. Um, you'd like to hope so. And you'd like to think uh, he played pretty well uh, from time to time last year, but uh Definitely would not guarantee that Jalen Hurts is going to go out there and, and rip up, be a top 10 NFL quarterback, given the fact that, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, shortcomings in Jalen Hurts' uh, offensive game, although a terrific, terrific quarterback uh, in terms of his ability to move and, you know, figure out the pocket a little bit. Um, there's a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of issues. He makes a lot of bad throws. He makes a lot of, um, you know, even you can go back to to – uh, RK will know exactly what I'm talking about. The Giants game at the end of the end of the first half, there was maybe the worst throw I've ever seen in my entire life. Maybe the worst decision ever made. Um, and there's a lot of that in just like normal everyday football for him. He's going to have to really figure that out. Number two in the NFC is a little bit of a stretch for me. I I really do think they'll be that good. I I just think they drafted extremely well. I I don't see a ton of holes on their defense. They're not the deepest team in the NFL, but. They have a lot of good caliber players, starting caliber think, players. Do you think they're better than the Rams or the Bucks? I do think there's a chance they're better than they are equal to the Rams. I I, I look at them as equivalent rosters between. I, I that's Rams. that's just that's just ridiculous in my opinion. That's really really ridiculous. Yeah, I think Why? the Rams are better than the Eagles. I don't Why? think there's any The Rams are coming off of an incredible season where, I, I they showed. But for every Rams player, there's an equivalent Eagles player. There's not. There, there wait, is wait. outside of quarterback, maybe. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. The Rams uh, certainly have a, a receiving core featuring Cooper Cup, and the Eagles do not have a Cooper Cup. I'd love. They to have AJ Brown. He's not Cooper Cup. Unfortunately, he could absolutely uh, Eric, be a level Eric, of Cooper Eric, Cup. Eric, I'd like to tell you, Jalen Hurts yeah, not getting is the ball. That is extremely disrespectful. Jalen Hurts not getting the ball to him like Matthew Stafford gets the ball to Cooper Cup. It's just not going to happen. There's a chance that. There's Jaylen a chance Hurts. that I there's a chance that I'm the president, 
but it's not uh, gonna happen. I'm not running for okay. president. I'm not gonna win. I'm not going to presidency. There's a chance that I can go out. All right. If I there's a chance that I stepped outside. All right, Donnie, I just vehemently disagree. I just vehemently disagree. I think that the Eagles are one of the three best teams in the NFC. That's just the way so I you, feel. You about said it. they were gonna be number two, and and I take uh, that's just fine. That's a take I'll, and a half. I'll, I'll stick it to yeah. I mean, when they I, miss the playoffs, Eric, I'll be back for this. Just know that. Okay, I I really don't th- I I I don't know. I, I, am I? I mean, I I feel top two is like a lot I'm, for me. Top two is a stretch. You don't think that could possibly happen, Bradford? I think it's conceivable. I mean, I it is a bold statement. I see. I I you you always you always act so incredulous whenever I say something like, "Oh, maybe Jared Goff will be okay this year." Or, you know, I think Julio Jones could be a contributor in the box office. Then you drop that the Eagles are a top two team in the NFC. Like, maybe, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, I even the Eagles hard. fan isn't like defending it. There's a, we have an I, Eagles fan sitting here. He's I, like, ah. I, it does feel a little crazy. Like, I think, I think both you guys are like one of you uh, smoking the, the Cowboys pack a little too much. And then Eric here. I the- hate the Cowboys. That's the thing. I'm just realistic. In the NFC, it's like not that hard to make the wild card, is it? Like with top. No, I I think they make the playoffs too. I agree with you. But the Eagles, like, it's a great team. I'm nowhere near as high on Jalen Hurts as Eric is. Like, Jalen Hurts is. I I've. This is my opinion on Jalen Hurts. You can tell how much somebody is like like a casual NFL fan in like a fantasy sense, or if they're like like a sicko. If you ask them where uh, they rank Jalen Hurts among other quarterbacks. So if you're just going off fantasy, I mean, this is Lamar Jackson right here that we're dealing with, but that's not who we're dealing with right here. Jalen Hurts, if his passing comes along a little bit, then maybe we'll talk. I can see it happening. The Eagles got a great, great core receivers. Uh, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, like, ooh, it's kind of spicy, but top two in the NFC. That's outdoing the, the, the Rams potentially although i think the rams in like one of the rams the bucks the saints hot takers like okay uh, you want to why don't you put put some ice cream sandwiches where your mouth is that's yeah that's all fine i i will i truly believe they're gonna be a top two seed in the okay I'll put, ice ice cream, two seed, I'll, I, I'll, I'll put an ice cream, cream. All right. I'll, I'll i'll expect I've, ice cream sandwich the eagles will not be a top two team in the nfc all right <laughs> Well, All right, I'm ready Eric's to pick. Frazzled. Eric's frazzled right now. This is okay. Great. RK, let's move on here. I'm taking the Bengals. This is an All easy right. choice for me. I want the Cincinnati Bengals with this next selection. They made the Super Bowl last year, and I think they're much better than Cleveland without Deshaun Watson and Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger. So I like the Bengals to get back to the playoffs this year. Of course, Baltimore has already been picked. We already complimented what the Ravens are doing over there, but I think Cincinnati is good enough to where they will be able to get back to the playoffs. Building off was what was a great postseason run. I think what Burrow and Chase can do alongside of guys like Higgins and Boyd is very impressive, tough to stop. And I think the Bengals will get back to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I think the Bengals are going to be good this year. I'm not as high on them as some people, I think like, uh, with the Bengals, I think they're a playoff team. I mean, they have an excellent young quarterback. They have a transcendent receiver. They have a pretty solid defense. Just a pretty solid team all around. Uh, I mean, one of the best receiving cores in in the NFL. Maybe the best receiving core in the NFL. Like this, this is a team that I. It's it's hard to separate what the team actually is from just kind of the it's the Bengals feeling that you get whenever you think of the Bengals. You know, it's. I want to be fair to this iteration of the Bengals and not compare them to, to the 
the Bengals, but that's what they are. They're the Bengals. And I think in a division like this, where you got the Ravens and the Steelers and all this stuff, there's, I can see a pathway where things go wrong. I agree though. Good pick. They'll most likely make the playoffs. I don't see them as some sort of Super Bowl contender, not really buying that one, but like solid pick. That's, that's where I stand on it. Yeah. I mean, it's tough not to think that with Joe Burrow back and Jamar Chase and T Higgins, that this offense isn't good again. Plus they, they boast a very deep secondary, which as I stated earlier, is a key factor in, in the way I kind of view things and pick things. I, I agree. I think the Bengals are definitely a good chance. Does anyone disagree? Does anyone see them missing the playoffs? I, I, I think we're all kind of on the same page, but we believe they're a playoff team. Cool. Well, with that, we'll move on to Donnie to finish out round three here. Uh, a similar-ish team. I think you know, it's kind of crazy that they've even lasted this long, but I think the Chargers are pretty pretty safe to be Thank at least you, a wild card team. Um, I'd like to say, I think this is like in the same sense as the Cowboys, is even if they have a really like less less exciting year than, than what you would expect. I think you're pretty much guaranteed a, a lower wildcard spot uh, just with the roster. Uh, I do think the Chargers are a much stronger team, although it's a very hard division. Um, you know, the Chiefs are going to be tough. We know that's going to pretty much guaranteed. Um, and I'd also say the Raiders are going to be good. The Broncos are the Broncos, so I expect them to fizzle out at some point and win seven games throughout the year. Um, but, you know, you got to think, the Chargers will be a, a pretty safe pick to at least be a wild card team. And I think that's that's the whole point of the exercise here is to make sure that you get somebody that makes it to the playoffs. So um, I think the Chargers are probably the best team on the board uh, at this point. I'm refraining from commenting on this one. I, In the interest of the time of everybody involved, I'm not going to turn this episode into another Chargers rant. I ideologically disagree with the Chargers um, just as an entity. But I, I think... I mean, they're just a joke, man. Like, we're just a. I mean, I so I I get where you're coming from, however, huh? like I'm, I don't I don't every time I hear bro, I will not be gaslit into thinking the Chargers are a thing. If the Chargers show it for once, one time, one time, do something, do anything, and maybe. But I, every year, I've never seen something like this in my entire life. In all the sports, has a team ever gotten more credit? and respect while doing absolutely nothing but humiliate themselves every year. Ah, oh, the Chargers, the Justin Herbert is the Michael Jordan of football. Ah, oh, the Chargers, they're winning the AFC West this year. Believe me, guys, this year is the year. Uh, I know you're not suggesting they're winning the West, and they do probably make the playoffs, probably a good pick, but I just, the Chargers just leave a gross taste in my mouth. They, they just leave a gross a nasty aftertaste and i every time i see that stupid bolt logo i i i I feel like i need toothpaste just in all of my mouth crevices i i cannot i cannot with the chargers and i personally will not comment anymore on them i i refuse to pick them for anything until they actually do something for once it just i will not i will not be gaslit into believing they're a thing just prove it one time Straight up one time. I'd take uh, the Broncos over them even. That's, like, that's a stretch. We we hate to give Eric any type of credit or any type of uh, excitement. Uh, the Broncos will, will win four games this year. Russell Wilson will retire, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. Um, uh, 
I don't know. RK, back me up on this one. What's going on? The Chargers, are we a fan? Come on. I like the Chargers. I think they make the playoffs. I think that they're in a division where it's an absolute gauntlet. So I don't think really there's any guarantees uh, in that division to me. But I like what the Chargers did in terms of surrounding Herbert with some more talent, beefing up the O-line, adding to the defense with guys like J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. So I think the Chargers is a really good pick here. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of arguing with Bradford about this. I mean, I think it's absolutely insane how disrespectful he is to the Chargers consistently. What have the Chargers, like, have the Chargers done? Name they, one thing the Chargers did. You know what the Chargers did? I was told last year so many times, this is the best team in the division. <laughs> the Chargers, the Chargers, oh, they're going to dethrone the Chiefs. The Chiefs who have actually won something, by the way. You know, the actual Michael Jordan of football? You're the just a hater. You're just a hater. You're a no, Chiefs no, no, no. fan who's being a hater. And you know what I saw? You know what I saw last season? Oh, the Chargers are going to come. Well, guess what? The Chiefs Take care of them in the second game they play against. I'll be able to touch Travis Kelsey just destroyed them, but it's not over yet. The Chargers they can still make the playoffs. Oh, these are the Chargers, the best team in, in since the football. They're, they're they're doing something this year. And all right, Bradford, it's been leading up to out. this. I'm they I'm, get tar- I'm tired of arguing. The Texans they get blown out by the Texans. I'm tired of arguing. The playoffs the- and then all they have to do is tie. One football game. I take the Raiders over them at this point. One football game. They all, they don't even have to win it. And their uh, ask Madden, ask coach, just, oh. I, I, I think you're being so disrespectful, and I'm just tired of this. It's time to put more ice cream sandwiches on the line. If you believe this so firmly, I will bet you right now that the Chargers do not make the play. You can, if Chargers don't make the playoffs, ice cream for you. If they make the playoffs, ice cream for me, and I think that's a lock that I'm getting some ice cream sandwiches. I'll I'll make that bet with you, and I I, right. I think it's a bad bet for me, but I need to stay true to my morals and my beliefs, and I need to have respect for myself. Right, and so when I go to bed at night, I are you gonna? But but are you just think of myself need, as a man of principle? Okay, 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 but I need to determine this for the rest of our season here. Because when the Chargers start 4-0, and they might start 4-0, even if they don't have J.C. Jackson for a few games, stop. If the Chargers start 4-0, will you admit that the Chargers are a good football team? No, I will be even more scared because... That's just the classic charging. They'll be, no. they'll be ramping up the wins just so they can make so the collapse. You That's just sweeter. totally derailed your credibility. Like, I'm just I'm not, not. going to... I'm just not going to ask you anything about the Chargers because you're just okay, a you're hater. you're suggesting. You're just you're a suggesting hater. You, you're not Chargers, realistic. You just, no matter what, you hate the Chargers. That's just I don't hate. You I'm literally do. You are I'm a, a hater. I'm, I'm, Donnie, I'm, this I'm man's a hater, a right? I'm a hater. He sounds like a hater. I'm not this guy, lie. This guy's I'm just, not a hater. He's just a I'm Chargers I'm a man hater. of principle. No, he's okay. a Chargers hater. Would you call me a hater for... for... You're saying that the the chief the 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 Chargers beat the Chiefs and the Raiders uh, with their lethal passing attacks when they don't even have J.C. Jackson in here. Like for the first, that's what you're suggesting they're gonna. I mean, I think there's on, an yeah, absolute when they play the Jaguars and the happens. Texans. Yes, sure, but the, oh, I don't see it, man. I mean, I this I know I know you're a, a pretty openly uh, uncloseted Chargers fan, so I I understand there's a little bit of. A little bit of Chargers packed there for you, but uh, what have the Chargers ever done? That's that's all I'm, all I'm asking. All right. They're a little brother franchise. Like, nobody like they're all They play 17 away games a year. Like, it's 
It's I, unbelievable. It's, saying, it's an insult to football. Stan Kroenke is a this war teams, criminal. When this team's in the divisional round, you're going to look really stupid, Bradford. Oh, we'll see. You're going to we'll look see. really, really stupid. Oh, I'm not going to look stupid chowing down on my uh, ice cream sandwich. All right, Which, Bradford. I'm curious how this works. Are you going to mail me an ice cream no, sandwich? No, I'll just Venmo. Do, I'll just Venmo. Is that me. how this works? Okay, yeah, it's just it's just Venmo for like $4 for, or however much of package of fat boys cost um all right boys let's get to it round four bradford your last pick here and this one really jump in if you totally disagree with something someone says jump in here because this is where i think things might get a little bit spicy okay this is where things are getting really tough i'm going to go with as much as it it hurts my soul a little bit as a chiefs fan I am going to go with the Vegas Raiders. This what? Raiders team. I disagree. I I know there's a lot of concerns about their defense and all that, but the more I think about, listen, I've always been a Derek Carr guy. I like Derek Carr. I mean, I think people are maybe a little too high on him now. They kind of p- push that way too far the other way. But I mean, we're talking Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. This is a team that I don't think gets enough respect for what they did last year. Like what they went through as an organization, still making the playoffs, winning that huge week 17 game against the Chargers. And this is just a better football team than last year. I think that uh, Max Crosby, sleeper pick for defensive player of the year. Honestly, I'm that, I'm that high on the guy. This is, a, this is a Raiders team. Yes, they don't have an excellent defense overall. There's a lot of questions there. Uh, the offensive line does have a couple of uh, spotty patches, but man, I just don't see how a team in, 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 in a league that is so geared towards offense nowadays, I, I find it hard to believe that a team with that competent of a quarterback and that many A-grade weapons doesn't find a way to make it in. So I'm going with the Raiders, and this is kind of a, a hedge bet for me because if I'm right, then I mean, I get a point for this, and if I'm wrong, I'm perfectly happy for the Raiders to miss the playoffs, so Win-win for me, honestly, in all scenarios. All right. I've got to do it. I've just got to do it. Because if I don't do it, like, I'll just kick myself for my entire life. And and what's the point of living if you can't root for things? I'm taking the Broncos with my last pick. I'm taking the Broncos with my last pick. This is the year. They're finally getting back to the playoffs. Guys, they have a quarterback. Russell Wilson is a good quarterback, and I realize the defense is extremely thin, and if Patrick Sertan gets hurt, they're basically dead in the water. But they have good starting corners. Bradley Chubb, maybe he can stay healthy this year. Who knows? I know the edge rushers are questionable, but Baron Browning has had a good preseason. I think he can be a player I know they lost Tim Patrick to an ACL, but Montreal Washington looks like a guy who can be a deep threat for Russell Wilson. They've got KJ Hamler as well. Jerry Judy at some point has to turn into something, or maybe he's just a bust. I don't know, but I, I, I just kick myself. And this is just, it's just a tradition. I just, I have to pick for Broncos. And most years I talk myself into it more, but this year I actually have some confidence. Like, they have a quarterback. 
I am not crazy to take them here. It's literally my last pick. It's a 50-50 shot they make it. I know it's an incredibly tough division, but I really do think the Broncos are winning at least 10 games this year, probably win 11 games and make the playoffs as a six or seven seed. That's kind of how I see this playing out. I just believe in the Broncos. I I just, I have to cheer for the Broncos at some point. I haven't talked about them a lot all off season long, but they've got Russell Wilson now. And I've been saying for the past three years, if they had a quarterback, they'd be so good. Well, now they have a quarterback. So I have to believe they'll be good. Go ahead, Donnie, mock me. I know like laugh at me, whatever, but I'm taking the Broncos here. I just have to. It just out of a principle, out of out of principle as a man. You know, I can I can almost guarantee there are tweets out there or, or content out there. That's, uh, Eric has picked the Broncos to make the playoffs in at least like eighty percent of the years in the last like four or five seasons. And you know, obviously, the success rate on his picks of having the Broncos make the playoffs. Uh, Eric, w- when's the last time like you felt really good about a Broncos team? Was it was it last year? We thinking like what are we? Uh, the last time I felt truly good about a Broncos team was twenty fourteen. This year. This year, ah, Eric, Eric, this, this year point, is the best I've felt about the Broncos since Peyton Manning. Eric, at some point after the Super Bowl, you you definitely thought, oh, like this is definitely this is a team that can make the playoffs. Um, when's the last time they were over five hundred in a season? When's the last time they ended up with with more than like six? What they have last ago. year? Six years ago. I mean, if they're going to be over five hundred, it might be this year. But you know, the playoffs might be a little bit of a stretch. I still don't think they're as good as the Chiefs. Um. Or, or anywhere near as good as the Chiefs, uh, as much as you want to talk down on on Patty Mayhomes, who is obviously just like a better quarterback than Russell Wilson at this point. Sorry to tell you, uh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Um, I don't know. I'm not like I'm not as down on the, on the Broncos this year as I would have been in prior years, solely because like they've actually done things to to try to address their issues. Um, but you know, Eric, maybe temper your expectations slightly. I think in the fourth round, like this late in, in the draft, like it's okay, it's fine. You know, you make stupid picks, at least make one where you're supporting your team, and I respect it. Yeah, I think Denver is the worst team in that division, so I'm not a huge fan of them. Whoa! When did this happen? I totally I mean, the, disagree with. They're that. the last team selected in our in our draft here from the division. They're, they're the four. I, I am I right? I'm right. Yeah, because he just took the Raiders. So yeah, they're the last team in the, in the division that we picked. I mean, there's no way the Raiders finish with a better Ross record than the Broncos do. I'm sorry, but it's just not happening. Why? Because the Raiders don't have a secondary. They literally do not have a secondary. Trayvon Mullins is their starting quarterback. Do you know how bad Trayvon Mullins is? We play no. in a passing. No, I don't. We play in a passing division. Whereas the Broncos have the best cornerback in the division. All right, while we're at, while we're here, Eric, give me give me a, a win. What, what's the record? What, what are we thinking for the Broncos? How many wins are we getting? Eleven and six. I don't think you're getting to 11 wins, but, you know, I wish you the best of luck in that one. When they end up at, at nine wins at the end of the year and you're sad about it, you know, just come back to this and remember, we tried to temper your expectations a little bit. We, we, we're we here. We're here for you. Remember that. This this is us. This is like not only that, here. but the home game this year, the home game this year, they will beat the Chiefs in Denver. They will beat the Chiefs in Denver. Lock that in. You guys are just haters. The Broncos are going to prove you wrong. Here's what I, I will say, Eric. I, I will say this to you, and I, I am a, pr- a proud and true Broncos hater to my core. I will say this. Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke. 
Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripon, Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, Case Keenum, uh, yes, Trevor Case Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch. These are some of the quarterbacks that have suited up consistently for the Denver Broncos over the past several seasons. Even you can throw in the corpse of Peyton Manning that last year there. And this is a team that has consistently managed to win around six games. They've had a very solid defense the past few years. And you can say what you want about Russell Wilson. Maybe he's not like a top five quarterback. He's around that echelon, I think. But simply going from Bridgewater, Locke, Flacco, Keenum, Simeon, Osweiler, Lynch, to a guy like Russell Wilson, who is a great quarterback uh, for all of his his, his cornballiness and, and some of his other uh, deficits. Uh, I don't think Eric is that crazy for being on the Broncos wagon. I was tempted to take the Broncos over the Raiders. I took the Raiders just because I, I kind of wanted to queue up the Broncos for Eric. I knew it would make him happy. I wanted to give him that opportunity. Uh, and I, I think that... Uh, I don't think I don't think it's that crazy. I think suggesting the Broncos will beat the Chiefs is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but you do you. I don't think you're that crazy for picking them for the playoffs. I guess Ryan, I'm very realistic on the Broncos most of the time. I understand that this is not a deep roster. I I understand that. I understand that there are questions if Patrick Sertan gets hurt. But like. Why do you view this Broncos defense as better than the Raiders? As the Raiders is better than this Broncos defense. I like the edge rusher duo better with the Raiders for sure, with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. And I think that that is the most important position outside of maybe cornerback one. Why don't defense. you like Bradley Chubb? He's shown time and time again. I would say the injuries. Okay, I mean that's fair. But they bring in DJ Jones as well, a a, a guy who had a ton of success in San Francisco. And Randy Gregory, a guy who had a really good year in Dallas last year. Like, I, I don't know. There's some depth there. And, and Baron Browning has looked really good in the preseason. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just seems like you're kind of discounting I, them. I will tell you this, Eric. This is this is this is this is what I'll tell you. Okay. <clears throat> Twenty-eight to twenty-four. Twenty-two to nine. Twenty-two to sixteen. 43 to 60, 23 to 3, 30 to 6, 30 to 23, 27 to 23, 27 to 24, big step up, 29 to 19, 33 to 10, 30 to 27, 29 to 13. Those are the box score results of all the games that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos have played over the past five or so seasons. And an interesting note that I, that I noticed when looking at the numbers here, the Broncos did not have the higher number, which is actually how you win football games, in any of those matchups. So as far as the Broncos making the playoffs, maybe, I don't know about beating the Chiefs, man. Like, I guess you were close last year and then – uh. Uh, Nick Bolton had something to say about it, so you came close, but I don't know about that one, Chief, man. I mean, it's hard to call it a rivalry, you know what I'm saying? Like, this has gotten a little out of hand. Right. I just want to I just want to uh, include something. Eric, last year, at the band, uh, four weeks left in the season last year, you were thinking, oh, 
this is a Broncos team that could be nine and eight. You you were telling me, <laughs> and I I just I just want everybody to remember Eric with four weeks left. I, I believe, and I could be it could be wrong. I think it was a seven seven and six team. Eric, can you uh can you confirm or deny that was the case? Uh, seven and six team last. I like, think they were seven and six with the four weeks left in the season, and you were telling I me. I want to say they, yes. That sounds about right. You you were telling me the Broncos could very easily win two of their next four and and be over five hundred last year, and and it turned out that. That was not the case, as so eloquently mentioned by Brad there uh, with the, the Chiefs Broncos uh, last week of the season. But we're, we're talking about a Broncos team that quite literally just just threw the bag for you last year when you were you were all in. You were telling me, um, you know, I, I'm just sitting here. You, you tweeted September 27, 2021. This is one of the receipts that I came with. Um, are they a good team? Yes. Are they being slept on by the national media? Yes. Are they a playoff team? Likely. And it turns out that first off, they were not a good team. Seven wins, probably not a strong season. Were they being slept on? No, they actually, I think they were probably overhyped by the national media, if anything, because they lost the last four of their season. And are they a playoff team likely was, was a huge, huge mistake on your part here. And the fact that they were not only likely a playoff team, they didn't even come close. So I just want to make sure the expectations are tempered here. I just want to make sure that you are prepared for, for a maximum heartbreak as, as you would put it yourself. Um, it, it could be it could be a less than exciting year for you. <laughs> I I just believe in them. I'm ready to get hurt again. So so they're gonna be the seven seed, but they'll make the playoffs. So that's uh that's that's my thought on the Broncos. All right, let's wrap up this team draft here. RK, go ahead. Your last pick. San Francisco 49ers is my selection here team that's made the playoffs two of the last three years and had good runs in the playoffs those two years lost in the super bowl in 2020 to the chiefs and made it all the way to the nfc title game last year before losing to the rams by three i like the 49ers in terms of what they can do i like kyle shanahan's offense really run focused they mix in a lot of running backs and even debo samuel gets in there I think they have a pretty solid foundation on that side, as well as the defense. Really like that defensive line. Of course, Bosa, Armstead, they're really big impact uh, players for the 49ers. Fred Warner at linebacker is a really good player. Not a great secondary. That's definitely the big knock on the 49ers, has been for a couple of years. But I do think overall the 49ers are a competent team. I think they're definitely better than Seattle. Arizona's a nice team uh, in that division uh we'll give them a little credit but i like the 49ers a little bit more than them um so i think that if they don't end up winning the division and that goes to the rams i still think the 49ers can make the playoffs in a wild card spot um with a with a solid roster and, and good coaching yeah no i i I'd agree with that uh, i'm i'm surprised they lasted this long uh i was i'm still kind of iffy on trey lance i won't lie uh still Kind of want to see what happens, but I think that they can go nine and eight, 10 wins. And I think in the NFC, that's enough for a playoff berth. So yeah, I, I'd agree. I think the Niners are, are, are a good, are a good pick there. Donnie, let's wrap this thing up. I think, uh, and then we can kind of move into rapid fire mode with the last few of these things and get out of here. So what, what's your, what's your last kind of team here? 
Yeah, RK just mentioned them. The Arizona Cardinals. I think there's definitely a chance that they can, you know. Ooh, I disagree. Nine win season. Bro, we're talking about the 16th best team in the NFL. What do you want me to come up with? You want me to talk about, I love Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota. Like, no, I'm not going to talk about Kirk Cousins because yes. nobody likes Kirk Cousins. I, like, I'll, bring can... that a, I'll, I'll bring that up right now. That, that was one of my hot takes. I think the Vikings are a playoff team this year. And when they win seven games, I'll come back to see like, yeah, this is why you don't listen to Eric about football things. So uh, I think that I would definitely pick the He's Arizona Cardinals. He's got a great surrounding cast around him this year. Kirk Cousins and a new head coach. Like there's a, I there's a okay, chance. But, but having Kirk... having a new head coach does not guarantee success in any any way, shape, or form. But Kirk Cousins, even if he's a top 15 quarterback, which he is most of the time, like with a good defense, they should be a playoff team in the NFC. I just why, – why are you so down on uh, – whereas – the Cardinals notably don't have a good coach are missing their number one wide receiver for the first half of the season. And their offensive line is, has major question marks as well as we have never, ever, ever seen Kyler Murray put together a full season. So this makes me question whether Donnie really knows football things or not, because if anyone who has ever seen or tracked a Cardinal season knows that Kyler Murray will look like an MVP candidate for the first five weeks of the season and then completely fall apart. They are not a good football team. They will win exactly eight to nine games this year, and they will not be in the I playoff. I said that. I said if they I win know, nine, nine games, probably not. I, I, first, I first off, Eric, Eric, I let's first off, to, Kirk Cousins stinks. Kirk no, Cousins, I don't care. The Vikings stinks. are a better team than the Cardinals. This is uh, just the, the fact. Vi- the Vikings are, are a better team than the Broncos, maybe, but, but not the Cardinals for sure. They so, are definitely a better team than the Cardinals. You know, I, I would definitely take um, the Cardinals solely because you know it seemed like last year they didn't really have any any issues with all of the all of the fuckery that went on. You know, pardon my French. The Arizona Cardinals had so much fuckery last year. With less fuckery this year, that means they could be a better football team or as good of a football team. And I'm not talking about, oh, this is this is a guaranteed lock. This is the 16th best team in the NFL, I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, first off, I, I, you, I can't trust the Vikings. I'm never going to trust the Vikings. The Vikings are, are in the same, um, you know, Brad was talking about earlier, the Chargers. I think the Vikings are, are a much worse team than the Chargers are in terms of being able to trust them moving forward. Um I would, I would never in a million years be like, yeah, that's that Vikings team, hundred percent winning eleven games because it's not happening. The Vikings are a sham. They have all the weapons. They do great, and then they end up winning seven or eight games every year. Kirk Cousins can't play primetime football. It doesn't matter to me. I think the Cardinals, you know, Kyler Murray chip on his shoulder just got a lot of money. Um, he, he's watching film. You know, that's that's a big step forward. You got to think about that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Last year, the the Cardinals were pretty decent with all of the all of the tomfoolery that went on within the organization. Like, maybe a little stability, and they win nine or ten games and sneak in. Like, why is that crazy? Why am I being yelled at as a sixteenth best team in the league? Yeah, I think that the the Cardinals and the uh, and the Vikings are pretty similar. I think actually the team for me I would have gone with before both those teams though is Tennessee. I think that the Titans division really sucks, and they dude, have there's so many teams in the AFC we named already. I was sitting here like going through the list, making sure that I didn't pick an eleventh AFC team because I felt like we had picked so many of them already. But I mean, that division is terrible. I think they're only really competing with the Colts, and I don't think that highly of the Colts personally. Fair enough, can't argue with that. No, I think that's a good point on the Titans, Ryan. I, I, I there's definitely a shot they make the playoffs. Mike Vrabel's an excellent coach. People, I think, underrate that a lot. He's gonna. And I think this is the best defense Mike Vrabel has ever had. So there's a chance that they're better than the Colts, but I just like Frank Reich 
in a pressure season more than I like Mike Vrabel after losing his top weapon. But back to the NFC, I mean, I guess I agree that the Cardinals and the Vikings are similar teams, but I'd just rather have the Vikings. I just am really low on the Cardinals. I think Cliff Kingsbury, and this is a great transition moment, so thank you, Donnie. Let's talk about a coach each that we think will be fired this year. Um I'm gonna go Cliff Kingsbury. Eric, really... sorry, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to interview. I'm gonna have to bow early here. Okay. After the draft, I, I really gotta get going. I just I just wanted to say two things. Gotcha. Uh, about the the whole Cardinals Vikings discussion. I agree that they're on very similar echelons. Here's the thing with the Vikings: the Minnesota Vikings are the Kirk Cousins of NFL franchises, and I think it's such a perfect marriage that they they somehow found each other. Because that's they're they're always kind of around that like well the numbers look good here but I don't know here so I I understand it's on the both side I think that you guys are uh I think I I think uh, I no it's tough with with Murray because like you're saying the MVP thing the first part of the year and then falls apart Kyler Murray is a much better quarterback than Kirk Cousins and I would give the Cardinals the edge just off of that. That's where I stand. Anyway, I have to. I have gotcha. to. Before you go, Bradford, this is our last episode before we quarter regular. So I've got to ask you, and then we'll we'll pretty much wrap this up, anyways. But I've got to ask you, who are your final four? Your AFC NFC title game, and who's winning the Super Bowl? Oh, that's tough. My final four. Okay, here's here's what I here's what I see. I see. The Chiefs and the Bills, I know, a bit of a vanilla pick in the AFC Championship. And I see on the NFC side, I see – I mean, it's it's hard not to think that uh, the, the Rams, again, find a way. But I see – I got to go Rams, and I'm going to go Packers. For the NFC there, I think the, the Packers lose yet another heartbreaking NFC Championship. We get that Rams – Chiefs Super Bowl, Chiefs Chiefs win, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying this as a biased fan. I genuinely believe it. I think the Bills are a better team than the Chiefs, but something about this year feels different in Kansas City. There's a chip on those shoulders. I think the Bills are going to come into this a little too confident. I think I think they've been they've been they've been lit up too much, you know, where they they sort of they're they already got their minds on the parade, not the game. You know what I'm saying? I think the Chiefs take advantage of that in the AFC Championship, and I think the Bills will be big favorites going into the championship, making it that much sweeter when the Chiefs yet again manage to scrape out some sort of ridiculous win against them, winning the Super Bowl. Call me an optimist. Call me delusional, but that's just how I see it playing out. All right, Bradford. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate I know this was a lot of time, so I, I appreciate uh, the time you were able to give today. And we'll we'll just start wrapping this up because if Bradford's got to leave, it's, there's a good chance that all of us have to leave. So let's very quickly, you, me, and uh, Ryan, Donnie, let's, let's just explore some quick hypotheticals this season. I'm going to put a little timer on here. 15 minutes to cover the rest of this. Let's quickly MVP thoughts. I spoke very highly of the Ravens earlier. I mentioned Lamar Jackson's in a contract year. I think Lamar Jackson wins the MVP this year. I think he has a huge season for the Ravens this year. 
Yeah, I could see it. I mean, the fact that they traded away Marquise Brown was a big statement, but I think that the Ravens have that identity as kind of that run first team. So I think Jackson with Dobbins coming back in the backfield um, could kind of make for a fun, explosive offense again. So I think that to me is kind of the big question is that if he can get the ball to those receivers, uh, I think Rashad Bateman is going to be the guy that he's going to need to kind of really focus in on uh, as well as Mark Andrews, of course, the tight end spot. But I like the Ravens a lot this year, uh, as mentioned, when we were talking about our picks. So I think that, you know, the win total could definitely help him out uh, in terms of Lamar, you know, getting, uh, you know, the MVP. Donnie, your thoughts on MVP? Yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to a Lamar Jackson pick, although I don't think that he's, uh, you know, primed to have the greatest of seasons, given the fact that I don't think he's the greatest of quarterbacks, all things considered, um, throwing the ball. Uh, if, if I was picking an MVP, Lamar Jackson would not be on the top of my list. I'd probably end up thinking like an Aaron Rodgers type player, given the fact that he has nobody to throw to. So if he's a little surprising this year, if he ends up putting up a very good year, uh, statistically, that could be a, a pretty realistic uh, thought. I don't know. I think it just like the, the, the fact that nobody decided to even like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not big on the Lamar Jackson MVP hype because I do think that he's got an uphill battle uh, compared to other quarterbacks that have running ability, given the fact that like, I think Josh Allen's probably the, the favorite for the NFL MVP in terms of like beginning season odds. And I think Josh Allen will be able to do a similar amount with a team that should be the best team in the league, or at least very close to it. So um, I, I definitely wouldn't have Lamar super high on my ballot, but I'm, I guess I'm not shocked that, you know, a Lamar or like, even like, I think RK would say Jalen Hurts has like MVP potential. If the season goes really well, it's similar type idea. It's like, you're talking about a quarterback who can do everything. Um, maybe not the greatest passer, but um, I, I always think that these guys probably have a little bit. Uh, th there's a lot to, to need. You need a lot out of these guys from the win MVP, given the fact that we should see a really good year out of a couple of the, those super high end quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I, uh, interesting points there, Donnie. I think the only thing I like disagree with is Rogers' pick, just because I think that he won't be able to get that without Devonte Adams. If he does put up the same numbers, then yeah, I think he's going to be there. But I'm just a little skeptical, uh, you know, at how, how things will go, especially early on in the season uh, without Devonte Adams. My pick for MVP is Josh Allen uh, on the Bills, of course. Uh, I think he does have enough surrounding talent around him, uh, most notably Stephon Diggs, and if Gabriel Davis can continue to can keep improving. Uh, I think he brings a, another really good threat uh, as wide receiver two in Buffalo. So uh, I like Josh Allen overall to, uh, to win the MVP this year personally. Yeah. My only thought with Aaron Rodgers thing would be like, if he puts up 4,000 yards and ends up with 35 touchdowns with the receiving core that he's throwing to, you're sitting there like, wow, like this is, this is an incredible year for somebody sure. who's throwing to throwing to guys that are, are Romeo dubs. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much like nobody's. I mean, like, I don't want to be a rude or anything, but the Packers, uh, you know, we could be, they could definitely be in the line to add like an Odell Beckham type player at some point, like wouldn't shock me at all, given the fact that I really don't think, you know, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, you know, you, you gotta love them, but those are guys that should be three or four receivers on contenders and not like the guys getting the ball. So. Gotcha. All right. I think we, so did you both give MVP picks there? Donnie, you went Rogers. Yeah. I'm going with Aaron Rogers, just off, off the board, hoping that he can do something a little more with a receiving core that probably isn't uh, MVP caliber to throw to. Ryan. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Okay. Gotcha. Perfect. Uh, Non-playoff team watchability, uh, more or less. Ryan, what's a team that we haven't talked about today, but you're excited to watch this year? 
Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, there's a handful of uh, of teams you can go here. I think the Jaguars are kind of an honorable mention. I'll share first, uh, just given the fact that they have Trevor Lawrence and and we know how exciting he was, you know, excited to see how he does with uh, Doug Peterson, uh, you know, obviously one of my favorite coaches uh, in the NFL for what he did for the Eagles. But I'm actually going to go with, uh, you know, a team that, you know, maybe has a little bit of intrigue this year, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think I'm really interested to see how they do with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell on the outside. Uh, of what is Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback. So uh, they'll be a little bit exciting. New uh, new coaches there as well uh, in Miami. So, um, you know, I'm interested to see how they do, uh, especially in some of those division games, you know, going against Bill Belichick or going against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, should be good competition there. Robert Sala as well. I'm excited to see how uh, the Jets do. Uh, you know, obviously he's a defensive guy. So um, I think that the Dolphins uh, definitely have my eye on them. Uh, this season um, as a team we don't necessarily think we're we're too confident in and banking on them uh, getting the playoffs for sure but I think they should be a fun team to follow this year Donnie I'm gonna go a little bit off the board with the Cleveland Browns solely because I think that it's a very interesting situation behind the Deshaun Watson issues Um, you have to kind of think that this is a team that uh, first off you know they start off the season pretty easily I know they play Carolina and New York the first couple weeks which you would think um would be what <laughs> you would think that would be kind of like the, the uh, ideal game for Jacoby Brissett to settle in a little bit. Um, while I'm not necessarily saying, Oh, like this is a, this is a Browns team. That's going to go surprise people make the playoffs. Deshaun Watson is going to come back and be great. I do think that there's definitely potential for the Browns team to at least be like semi exciting to watch as a team that, you know, you got to think Jacoby Brissett is good enough to where he can kind of like manage them, be a 500 ish team um, while Deshaun Watson's suspended. Uh, they've got all the weapons. They've got all the talent. There's a whole lot of, of offensive brilliance on this team in terms of, you know, the running game is going to be incredible. You already know what you're getting out of the Browns. It's very fun to watch. Um, while I'm not going to be rooting for the Browns this year, I do think Jacoby Brissett could put them in a decent position down the stretch to where Deshaun Watson can come back and maybe like, I don't know, take them to a close to a playoff spot at the end of the year. I can't necessarily say that I'm thinking the Browns are a guaranteed um, non-playoff, you know, horrible watch because it's simply not the case. Yeah, I'm going to go with a team that I I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I'm just fascinated to see how it goes, is the Jets. I, I, I'm just – it feels like they're under the most pressure in the NFL this season, I want to say, and – this is it for Joe Douglas. Basically he's, he's got all his guys and unfortunately he might be saddled with a bad quarterback. I want Zach Wilson to be good, but there has been no evidence thus far to show us that he's good. And then in the preseason, he threw one pass that was an interception and then immediately got hurt. So that's not, that's not a real positive. And you might, you're probably starting Joe Flacco or Mike white in week one. And Joe Flacco, I don't know if you guys saw the highlight on Twitter yet, but Joe Flacco just threw an absolutely uh, insanely bad interception to the Giants today in the preseason. So even though he's gotten a lot of pre uh, training camp hype, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to buy into Joe Flacco, really. I just want to see how this goes. Most Jets seasons end in total disappointment. I kind of think it's heading towards that way, but it just feels like – it just feels like – they are really in a tough position right now. I don't know. Like I, I tend to stay away from watching the Jets play football. Uh, it seems like the roster is a little more talented this year than we've seen in prior years. Um, I do think that they would be much better off playing uh, anybody but Joe Flacco. So I guess in, in this situation, we'd end up talking about Mike White, who ended up 
looking either really good or really bad when he played last year uh, in injury. Yeah, you know, the Jets are the Jets, and simple as that. As much as you want to root for the Jets, and even as a Giants fan, I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, maybe the Jets will be um, semi semi coherent this year. Like we're probably talking about a top five pick again next year. Unfortunately for the Jets, I, I think that there's um, tough division. They're not going to play the Dolphins and Patriots super well. They're definitely not going to play the Bills well. So uh, I definitely think that we're looking at, as you said, like a media spectacle type of team, a team that could really get a whole lot of, as Eric loves the New York New York media in, in recent days, weeks, months has been established. Um, you could be seeing a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of hate pieces on the New York Jets coming out soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. I, I think that's very interesting. All right, let's wrap up here. Um, most disappointing team this year, I'll go first. I do think it's the Bucs in the sense that I think the Bucs are going to be a 10-win team this year. I think there's a chance Tom Brady really struggles. I don't know if you guys saw the press conference yesterday, but he just he just looks like he's 45 years old. Like, And at some point, age is going to catch up to Tom Brady. And I know it's insanely stupid to say that about Tom Brady, and he's proved us all wrong time and time again. But he's going to get murdered this year behind that offensive line. I'm pretty convinced of that. He's going to get hit at least five or six times a game. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to hold up. And I'm not sure how that's going to really affect his playing time. So I think the Bucs have a pretty disappointing season this year. I know a lot of people have them as like a Super Bowl pick. But I, I just... I can't, you know, I, I can't do that. I, I I definitely see them. They could win in the playoffs, sure. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't feel good about the Bucks. Do you guys have a team that people are higher on that you think might have a disappointing year? Yeah, I think for me it's going to be Dallas. Uh, I see they're kind of like over-under for win total is at 10 uh, this year. And I'm just not entirely high on them. I know we had that kind of discussion a little bit earlier on in the show but I think losing Amari Cooper is uh you know gonna hurt them I think them being able to throw out some different personnel groupings with three receivers a tight end and mixing the two backs with Elliott and Pollard you know going away from that a little bit I think that's gonna hurt the Cowboys uh in the big picture and uh I don't think they'll end up getting to the 10 win total that uh you know is is what they're over under is set at right now yeah uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely tend to agree. I was actually going to go with, with the same answer, but I, I think what I'm going to end up doing is going with your Denver Broncos. I think that there's a chance that we're a little bit, uh, we're talking about an 11 win. They're over under set at 10 and a half. And I think 10 and a half is very hard to attain for any of the teams in the division. I think 11 wins will be a, a grind for like even the chiefs who I think should end up winning the division. Um, maybe the Broncos end up as like a nine win team nine or 10 wins, but I, I don't see them going over 10 and a half. And, and I do think that we could see a little bit of, you know, obviously Eric, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings too much, but it's just going to be a grind. That division is literally like maybe the most stacked uh, competitive division we've seen in football in, in quite a while now, obviously Eric, if you can't see the video, Eric is sitting on his phone trying to avoid looking at me straight in the eyes here. Uh, to, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's, I think the Dallas, uh, you're the Denver Broncos. There's a chance that we're thinking like, maybe a nine win team, a little bit underwhelming, uh, you know, life yeah. happens. It's going to be a grind Eric, And you're, you're well-prepared for it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, but one thing about Russell Wilson is he is not put together a very consistent workload over the past few years. He usually starts the season really good, but 
I would say over the past two years, there have been points where very rarely has he for his whole season remained a top 10 quarterback. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Nathaniel Hackett can get that out of him again, but we're banking on a lot of like, oh, old, like peak Russell Wilson shows up for the entire season. And I think that's a little bit of a gamble. So, you know, I don't fully disagree with that, even though I'm going to talk myself into the Broncos and hope they're a playoff team. I definitely wouldn't be shocked if they won nine games. It'd be a major disappointment. I'd be kind of happy they won nine games, but the expectation right now is playoffs. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they get there. All right, let's just wrap up here. Let's just get out of here. Final fours and Super Bowls. I'll go first. I think it's the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC. I think the Chief, uh, the Chiefs finish as the one seed. The Bills finish as the three seed, actually, though. And the Bills go into Kansas City this time, get the win, go to the Super Bowl. And then I think it's it's a rematch in the NFC as well. I really do think that so much of Super Bowl picks to me is not like preseason favorites. It's who do I think will be playing well at the end of the year. And even though I have questions about Trey Lance, I've kind of seen enough this preseason to think that by December, they'll get this figured out. I think they sneak into the playoffs as a seven seed, upset a team like the Eagles, upset a team like the Buccaneers maybe even. And I think we get Rams 49ers in the NFC title game. And I think the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan's just a really good coach and he's going to get back to the Super Bowl at some point. And it just wouldn't shock me if the first year of Trey Lance is that year. So I think they get back, but I'm ultimately taking the Bills just because I see them as the most talented team in the NFL. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump in here next. Uh, I also like Buffalo um, to win the AFC uh, this year. I got the Chargers uh, losing to them in the AFC title game overall. So uh, I like the Bills. Uh, you know, we touched on them earlier, and for the same reasons Eric's outline. Uh, but I end of the geez, I have a uh, NFC. Uh, I have Tampa Bay and the 49ers in the NFC title game. Uh, and I like Tampa Bay actually to get back to the Super Bowl, uh, which would bring a Tampa Bay and Buffalo Super Bowl Brady back against the team. He played a lot when he was with new England. Uh, and I have, uh, him coming out on the winning side. I got Tampa Bay over Buffalo, uh, this year. I think that, uh, you know, I got Tampa Bay, uh, still getting it done, uh, even without Bruce Arians and the coaching staff changes and, uh, the injury to Ryan Jensen, we touched on it, but, uh, I'm a believer in the bucks this year. I think they still have enough talent with Evans and Godwin on the outside and a solid offensive line, really good secondary and, uh, players in their front seven as well. So I trust that Brady will be able to, you know, get another Super Bowl, uh, and then who knows maybe he calls it quits and uh, ends up retiring for sure but uh that's what i got i got tampa bay over buffalo for the super bowl yeah you know i'll just i'll hop in obviously i think the chiefs and the bills are going to play in the afc title game i don't think there's much of a question in my mind at least that those are the two best teams in the entire league at this point in terms of what they have to offer i do think we'll see the bills get past the chiefs i think that you know the year of destiny it feels like they're talked about as the the far and ahead favorite at least you know the media coverage has been all in on the buffalo bills and while i may not be like super sold but like i can't guarantee they're going to beat the chiefs in the title game or if they ended up matching up a team like say the ravens uh have, have a strong year i wouldn't be shocked there on the other hand i do think we're going to see a little bit of a surprise out of the nfc 
I don't think we're going to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make it all the way. I do think as, you know, has been mentioned multiple times here, injuries will catch up to you. Um, I'm rooting for Tom Brady because it's just a, it's a, uh, it's kind of like a, a special uh, at this point when you're 45, like anything you do in the NFL above the average level is surprising and as mentioned there's a time where he's going to slow down uh, i thought you know maybe him retiring and, and stepping out of the league this year would have been the smart decision given the fact that like obviously he's got a lot of things going off in his head uh, going off in his uh normal life um there's a lot in his head you know he even said in his press conference like you know this i'm 45 this is like shit happens like life's going on i can't really handle it and obviously when you're not in, in the mindset to be 100 sold on football and 100 focused on football um with all of the injuries happening uh, i don't think the bucks will make the deep run i do think we end up seeing rams packers i do think the rams will end up winning and i do think the bills will end up pretty much destroying the bills or destroying the rams in a a super bowl i think we're talking about um, or the Bills will destroy the Rams. Sorry about that. I think we're talking about a, a year where the favorite is the favorite for a reason. This is a team that consistently adds, uh, they've consistently added pieces to a team that, you know, they didn't really need to add anything to be considered like a high and above favorite. So um, I'm going to be big on the Bills this year. I, I'm not going to be sold necessarily on uh, the NFC. I think it's a lot more open, a lot more random of what, could see, what we could see out of the NFC. But I would be shocked if we weren't seeing the Bills at least in the title game, if not, like winning it all like fairly handily. I think this is the strongest roster in this sport. Um, them and the chiefs are, are the top two teams in the league. And I think the bills are just a little bit better. All right. Well, boys, I know it's been a marathon, but we got through it. Thank you so much for joining us. Give Rothpod another shout out really quick. And then let, let's just get out of here. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, Donnie and I, we do a weekly podcast here on Spotify called Roadie on the Horn. Uh, we chop up a lot of football conversation during the year, as well as hockey, baseball, basketball are really kind of the four main sports we'll cover throughout the season. Uh, we love getting questions from our listeners. We try to do that just about every show. Uh, Eric's one of the frequent question askers. So big shout out to the host of the end zone pod that you're listening to right here for always interacting with Donnie and I over at roadie on the horn, but yeah, it's good stuff. Definitely give us a check out uh, here on Spotify. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, lots of uh, NFC East chatter throughout the year, uh, given that I'm an Eagles fan and Donnie is a Giants fan. Uh, last note for me, we had sleeper take on the year here, Eric, and I was excited for that one, even though it's getting cut off. So I'm going to share it anyways. I like James Cook to win offensive rookie of the year. Buffalo Bills running back. I liked him a lot at Georgia and think he'll fit in nicely to the Bills offense. So I did not want to get screwed out of that take. I want to make sure it's on record. I like James Cook to win offensive rookie of the year. And give a shout out to Roadie on the Horn podcast as well. Got it. Rapid fire. Mine was going to be Tom Brady does not finish as a top 10 quarterback this year. I don't think he will finish as a top 10 quarterback this year. Donnie, do you have one before we get out of here? Well, my hot take was going to be Pete Carroll retires halfway through the season. I think that was uh, that's what <laughs> okay. I was thinking. All right. <laughs> I, think, I, I, like think Pete, I think Pete Carroll's like just going to be like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. We're, yeah. we're one and eight. Like, yeah, I, I can see that happening. I'm glad, we, I, I'm glad we got that in under the gun. Thanks Bro, so I mean, the, th the thing is, that could be a really bad team. And Pete Carroll is like 85 years old, dude. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's at some an old point, man. Really like is. Tom Brady, at some point he's going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this, I'm yeah. sick of this. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, boys. Smith throws his third pick and he retires <laughs> at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> the Genesons, baby. All right. Thanks, guys. This has been a ton of fun. Thanks for checking us out. You can follow us on Twitter at EndzonePod. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric18Utah or at Eric Jensen Sport. We will be back 
hopefully I'm planning on Tuesday could get different with B's scheduling and things like that. But Tuesday or Wednesday before the opener, look for a week one preview. And then we'll be back the Tuesday after with our week one recap. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Peace out.